Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys Wednesday, November 8th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Wednesday card. Three games on tap, two of them nationally televised south of the border on TNT. Uh, Sens Leafs, Panthers Capitals, and game of the night, in my opinion, uh, Kings and Golden Knights, a big-time Western Conference showdown. Uh, They met each other earlier this season. It was a really good game as well. So definitely looking forward to that tonight. Before we get into tonight's action, let's break down last night. Bit of a mixed bag for me as far as the results uh, are concerned. Actually ended up being a profitable night uh, with the player props uh, because of a few big ones that ended up coming through uh, last night. We had Dylan Dubé uh, for Calgary. We had uh, Barre Boulay and Nick Paul for Tampa Bay. They both scored in the first period. Uh, of that game. Unfortunately, the bargain bin special of the night for me. I think Uri Slavkovsky spent more time in the penalty box than uh, more time uh, generating quality chances in that game last night for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. So uh, disappointing uh, showing from him and that entire uh, Montreal team. But we hit on Oliver Wallstrom for the New York Islanders. Mentioned that he was on the power play and the top line last night. Uh, he cashed at a big price as far as uh, player props go. Uh, So it was a pretty good night with some of those props hitting. Like I said, up and down night with the sides and the totals. But we did hit the best bet with that Tampa Bay-Montreal game going over six and a half. And uh, look, you can't spot Tampa Bay a 4-0 lead and expect to beat them. You know, and that's exactly what we saw from the uh, Canadians last night. Just an awful start. Terrible goaltending, too, from Jake Allen. That fourth goal that chased him can't go in. Uh, And somehow it did. Uh, So 4-0 for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in the first period. Uh, started to get a little concerned about that over because we had a scoreless second period there going into the third. But sure enough, t- Montreal, you know, made it 4-1, 4-2. Tampa has had some issues taking the foot off the gas pedal now. Back-to-back nights with a big lead that kind of let the other team back into the game. But unlike the Toronto game where the Leafs came all the way back and won, uh, Tampa Bay ended up closing the door in the third period, ended up with the uh, 5-3 victory last night over Montreal. Buffalo and Carolina. Um, I'm, I actually did bet the draw, but I'm pissed off. I didn't mention it on the show because I was on the fence about it, but I did bet it right before the game started. I said, you know what? I got a sense. It's a close game, Buffalo battles. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, three, two for Carolina in overtime. Great j- night actually for, uh, Uko Pekka and Annette. I thought he played pretty well. Uh, big reason why the Sabres got a point out of that game. Three, two hurricanes. They get the job done in overtime there. Uh, the Rangers, 5-3 against the Red Wings, kind of like Tampa, Montreal. Bad start for the Detroit Red Wings. They couldn't recover. Rangers kind of went to sleep late uh, a bit, but by then it was too little, too late. Rangers with a nice 5-3 win uh, over the Detroit Red Wings. Minnesota with a great third period. Actually, I thought the third period for the Minnesota Wild maybe their best period of the entire season. Uh, I mean, they were all over the Islanders. They controlled the play. They were in the offensive zone. They drew a bunch of penalties and they turned what was a two to one deficit going into the third period into a four to two win uh, last night over the Islanders. And Alex and I both liked uh, Minnesota in that one. They got the uh, job done. Solid night in goal uh, for Mark Andre Fleury. The two goals that beat him were pretty good shots uh, when you look at them. So a uh, four two for the uh, Wild in that game. Uh, and the Islanders continue to not bring that same level of defense 
you know, that we have seen from them uh, in years past. And it happened again last night in that game. Jets beat the Blues 5-2. Pretty much a nondescript win. I mean, the Jets were, they are the better team and they actually showed it last night with the uh, 5-2 win over the uh, Blues. Robert Thomas, there's another one. We kept talking. He's the one guy that's scoring right now for St. Louis consistently. Uh, Arizona, 4-3 over Seattle. We like the over in that game, so good to see that one come through as the Coyotes uh, bounce back uh, with a victory there in that one. Uh, Calgary, a uh, great third period from them to beat Nashville, 4-2. Uh, to You know it's bad for Jonathan Huberto when he's benched for the entire third period and the Flames win that third period 3 nothing without him. Uh, that's just a rock bottom now for Huberto. And I actually thought he was going to turn his seat, uh, tenure with the Calgary Flames around this year, thinking that a lot of problems last year were related to his you know, frosty relationship with Daryl Sutter. Well, now Sutter's gone. What's the excuse now? You know, you just simply have to play better. And, and too much uh, periphery play, not good enough away from the puck, and he's not producing offensively, so – that's the problem. And he's not playing really much at all good away from the puck. So if he's not producing offensively, what good is he on the ice at the moment? And that's the issue you're having right now with Jonathan Huberto. And it's why Ryan Huska, alias Pierre Maguire's twin, you know, as I like to call him, uh, you know, he ended up benching him uh, in that third period. And uh, sure enough, he's benched and Calgary blows the doors off Nashville in the uh, third period and gets a, a four to two win in that game. Happy for that me because I was on Calgary there. Anaheim, I guess the win streak was due to get snapped at some point. It happened last night. Uh, 2 nothing, a loss to the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. Uh, big news, though, is that Tristan Jari left that game due to injury. And Magnus Halberg, who was with the uh, Detroit organization uh, for a good period of time, uh, ends up coming in uh, relief of uh, Jari uh, and actually played pretty well. Uh, and Pittsburgh able to get the 2 nothing win there. It was one of their better defensive games in a while. Uh, 6-3 Colorado against New Jersey. Man, that was a chippy game. I'm telling you, that was a fun game, an exciting game. Great for TNT because that was their late doubleheader game. And, um, you know, New Jersey still misses Jack Hughes and Nico Ishier. That was absolutely atrocious defensive game from the Devils. I mean, how many turnovers, how many odd man rushes did they give up? You know, combined number of turnovers with the puck and odd man rushes had to have been close to 20, honestly. I mean, it was just absolutely dreadful from New Jersey. And you do that against a team like Colorado, they're going to end up eventually making you pay the price for it. And we saw that in the half six to three victory uh, last night uh, against the uh, Devils and a nice response from Colorado after uh, a seven, nothing shutout loss, obviously to Vegas over the weekend. And then we got give our tip of the cap and a salute to the San Jose Sharks. You will not go. Oh, and 82 uh, this season uh, in the NHL, you get your first victory, a uh, two to one win over the Flyers. And it was all thanks to Blackwood. That's essentially, I mean, the shots were 40 to 22 in favor of the Philadelphia Flyers. Really, they were awful again in their own end, but the difference is the goalie bailed them out. And it's not just the goalie bailed them out. This is going to be the problem the Flyers will run into all season long. And we've seen it now two games where they've scored one goal in the two games combined. The Kings game, they got shut out over the weekend and this game. They can have all the chances. They can have all the work ethic in the world that you want. Hard work under Tortorella. They do. They, they bring that. They bring their lunch pails. They bring their hard hat, the Flyers. That's what they do. But they don't have the offensive creativity throughout the lineup. They don't have the elite level finishing ability throughout the lineup to put away those looks, to put away those shots and convert those shots into goals. They just don't. They just don't have that upper echelon skill, talent throughout the lineup that other teams in the National Hockey League do. And that was, I think, just as big a proponent last night as the loss 
for the loss as it was uh, Mackenzie uh, Blackwood. Lots of chances, lots of shots. They work hard. You're going to get this from that team under Tortorella, but there's just not enough high-level elite skill on this. There just isn't, and, and that's going to end up being the problem uh, at the uh, end of the night, and that's why you know they're going to work their bag off and lose 3-1 you know, on a lot of nights or lose three, two, it's just the offensive, you know, it's just, they don't have Matthews Marner. They don't have McDavid Dreisaitl. They don't have, you know, the, some of the Panthers forwards, you know, they don't have, you know, big time take over the game and just all of a sudden need a goal up. This guy will get me one. Doesn't have, they don't have that right now, uh, this Flyers team. Uh, and uh, look, that's why, you know, if that's for the, the, the reason why I say that Alex is because I think if it's 40 to 22, for Tampa Bay out shooting San Jose last night, it's probably six to one Tampa Bay or four to one at the very least, or it's something like that because they can finish Stamkos, Kucherov and other teams yeah. with 40 to 22 shot edge. They'll finish those chances. They'll finish some of them. They'll convert on some of those shots on goal. Now, Philadelphia just can't do that because yeah. they're just not that offensive team with the skill level and talent that's at that upper echelon compared to other teams. Alex, what did you think of uh, last night? Yeah, Philly and Carolina seem to be the only two teams over the last decade where, you know, they outshoot teams by a two-to-one margin find ways to lose. And it's interesting because Philly makes sense. They're a bad team. Carolina's actually a pretty good team, but they just have weird nights where they get 40, 50 shots off, but, you know, only two or three go in and then they end up giving up four or five. So it's just weird how sometimes those those things kind of happen. And you like I say, yeah, the Sharks weren't going to lose every single game. But, uh, you know, and it's it's tricky now to try and figure out what to do with these Sharks games. I'm seeing people in the chat talking about they, you know, played the Sharks and they played the Flyers. Honestly, I would just stay away from the Sharks right now because here's the thing. Does this, does this team really look like they can, you know, string together wins? <laughs> it, it took a, a bad Philly team to come, to come in there, or at least a, a mid-range Philly team that was playing decent hockey to start the year. And like you said, but they have their offensive woes and issues. There's going to be bad teams that play the Sharks and find their ways to lose as well because they're bad teams. I don't see the Sharks competing close with a top-tier team. I don't see them hanging around with even a middle-tier team. They'll get a few wins, and it'll come from the, the rest of the bottom ten that in the pool that they're in. So, you know, that's just one of those uh, things. And now everybody's, of course, got circled, you know, Edmonton because as bad as they look now, and it's a, a, a you know, prime get-back spot for them. But now you got a, a Sharks team that's maybe feeling some kind of confidence getting the win and at least, you know, not having another L by their name, uh, you know, for the first time in a while. So it'll make for an interesting matchup, certainly, but I, I definitely won't be betting it. <laughs> uh, as far as Tampa and Montreal, that game really kind of annoyed me. I loved the first period and full game overs, but wanted to get live looks. Sometimes you get burned and we got a you know goal that scored in the first 30 seconds, essentially. And that uh, pretty much killed any chance of, of grabbing any live plays. So that's going to happen sometimes. You know, I put them up early on the family plan so everybody can see them and, and make those just those you know judgments and adjustments personally. Sometimes we're going to get burned and, and those two or three scores. That, and that's a blueprint. That's a blueprint. That's what you're looking yeah. to do. But unfortunately, the teams aren't going to listen to the Alex B. Smith blueprints sometimes. They're, right. you're going to see a goal that early. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So the two to three minutes of scoreless play, four, three to four minutes of scoreless play. I always put that in there for a reason. But there's times where a goal comes in early and that just throws everything, you know, haywire. So didn't get a chance to, to get that over there, unfortunately. Like you mentioned Anaheim. The streak comes to an end, unfortunately. But they played the butts off, and, and it was a tight game late, uh, all the way through. They get the empty net goal. Pittsburgh gets the empty net goal late to make it a two nothing win. So. Still not a, a bad loss for the Ducks. They're competitive in every single game. That's all you can ask for from them right now. And I'm still so happy to see, uh, you know, the, the kind of play that I'm seeing from that team right now. 
And then that Rangers uh, Red Wings game, which is really interesting. I had to draw on that, and I'm you know watching it, kind of just not really paying much attention because it's five nothing at the end of the second period, thinking this one's over. And all of a sudden, Detroit comes crawling back, crawling back. I'm thinking, wow, maybe they could put the pressure on, but you know it was uh, too little, too late. But you know, Detroit's still a, a feisty team, and, and you know even if they go through their struggles, it's still a team that we can look on day to day, try to find some betting value. Yeah, it's 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 pretty funny that uh, during that Rangers Red Wings game, we get uh, a, a, a DM on X from John Massey, our good friend uh, and Rangers fan, and he said after the first period where the look the Rangers dominated the Red Wings, but the Red Wings started to put things together late in the first, and he said, "I like Detroit live after the uh, first period uh, mm-hmm. in uh, that game, uh, not trusting his, and he knows that team obviously. He's a Ranger fan, uh, and sure enough, uh, next thing you know, there's the Rangers adding to their lead." in the uh, second period. And uh, I know where he's coming from. And I've been there, John, if you're watching and listening, look, um, I've done this before with my Hamilton Tiger Cats and the CFL and uh, Tiger Cats bar none are the team that I have the biggest emotional attachment to. Uh, there is no question about that because they're the only team I have season seats to. I go to every home game. I don't, I, I can't say that about any NHL team, NFL team, NBA team, uh, you know, there's some teams I deep down inside I root for Buffalo. I have Sabres I root for, but there's no emotional attachment for me that's greater than the tight cats. They're, they're in my backyard. I go to every home game and I've done that before. I've bet against them live, you know, and I bet the other team. And then I see the tight cats score three touchdowns right after that. So I've been there. before. <laughs> I know it, it's amazing how often that happens. You think you know your team, you bet, you place a live bet against them, and that's the team where your own your team is going to show up and uh, look good. And uh, that's what happened for John last night with his New York Rangers and that Red Wings live bet. That's, that's happened to me quite a few times with the Hawks, either going for or against them, and then all of a sudden things just unravel. So it happens to all of us. Yeah, it is. It's exactly. It's like they're trying to punish you. You're you're supposed to be – we're supposed to be your team. Right. You know, how dare you bet against us? We'll show you. Give us yeah. a middle finger, and then just it's, it's kind of like that's. It's almost like they're they're trying to really pull pull a number over you. That's for sure, uh, no question. But uh, it's just a funny little story because I've been there with the tight cats. I say, oh yeah. geez, they don't have it right now. Got to maybe bet the other side, and then next thing you know, touchdown tight cats. And yeah, I got to cheer in the crowd. Yeah, Oski, we we go tight cats, and then deep down inside, I'm losing a couple hundred bucks. So. It just, uh, it is what it is, but uh, no, I, I would honestly, that, that's what makes the pain of losing money. When I fade the tie cats better is that at least as a fan and someone that emotionally is, wants the team to do well, yeah. you know, they play well, but uh, it's a weird dynamic. And so it's also why I try not to bet every tie cats game. You know, it's because, you know, sometimes I just prefer not to be involved. All right, uh, here we go. Let's go to the Wednesday uh, NHL card. We've got the Ottawa Senators taking on the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got the uh, Leafs minus 160, uh, home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total in this game. Battle of Ontario for the first time uh, this season. The uh, Sens and the Leafs uh, matching up against one another. Uh, Give Toronto credit for the comeback against uh, Tampa Bay uh, the other night. Uh, it was a bad first period, bad defensive play, and bad, even worse goaltending from Samsonov. He got pulled and uh, obviously coming back to uh, win that game uh, with Joe Wall and that, who really did what he uh, also uh, was able to do against Tampa Bay down in Tampa a couple weeks ago. Just come into the game with the Leafs down big uh, and ended up just holding the fort and giving the Leafs a chance to get back in that game. And they absolutely did. Uh, and they ended up winning that game 6-5 to five, uh, in overtime against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, this is a fun, there's never a dull moment with the Leafs. You can't tell me they put you to sleep. 
That that's the that's one of the biggest things I'll say about the Leafs. Their games don't put you to sleep. You're entertained, you're excited, and you're on the edge of your seat from start to finish. Uh, they can score for they can score for days, and they can give up goals for days. You know that's kind of what we've seen here for the uh, Leafs here in recent games, especially these last two. You know they give up uh, a total of eleven goals to Buffalo and Tampa Bay, but they score ten. You know, and uh, certainly both of those games obviously going over the total uh, as well. I could only look over here, um, and I know this opened seven. It's down to six and a half. I think people saw the seven and just said, hey, let's bet under seven. A lot of people think that way, but I just don't know if I can trust either team defensively right now. Toronto's healthy. It's just they haven't been good defensively. You know, that's been the issue for them all season long. Uh, you know, is the, the PK has been, you know, a little bit shaky, more than a little bit shaky. Three power play goals allowed the last two games. Uh, five on five defense hasn't been great. Uh, so that's a concern. And Ottawa, obviously, we've talked about their situation, multiple uh, key defensemen out, although they are going to get, it looks like, Artem Zub uh, back in the lineup for this game tonight, which is they, they could use all the help they can get right now uh, on the uh, depleted blue line that they have, but still without Brandstrom uh, and still without Thomas Shabbat. And, of course, none of those guys coming back anytime soon. So, you know, with Zub back, it looks like uh, Jacob Bernard Docker, Tyler Clevin will remain in the lineup. And then, of course, you got the two big guys, Sanderson and Chikrin, you know, rounding out that uh, blue line right now. So that's good to see Ottawa getting a little bit healthier. Zub is a solid player, so good to have him back. And, of course, they're also banged up at the center spot. Ridley Gregg out uh, for them, Kastelik on IR. And, of course, Pinto uh, is out indefinitely with the uh, suspension uh, levied on him. So uh, they have some issues there. Joe Wall confirmed in net. Corpus Salo expected, but not confirmed yet uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators in this game. You know, Ottawa's not playing well. They're struggling, no doubt. I mean, one in five, their last six games. A 6-4 loss to Tampa Bay Saturday night, and we heard the chance. Fire DJ, uh, as in DJ Smith, uh, late in that game. Uh, and uh, it's getting ugly. I mean, with uh, the recent skid they've had. Um, have they played horrible in these games? No, but they just haven't found ways to win. You know, the, the Islander game was right there. They lost the uh, Ottawa, the Buffalo game. You know, they, they didn't play well that night, but they made it interesting late. Uh, the L.A. game, I thought they made a great valiant effort, but fell short at Tampa Bay. Same thing. I thought there were some good signs from them in that game. Uh, but again, they are just struggling right now in their own end, as you would expect with multiple defensemen out. You know, they give up six to uh, Tampa, three to L.A., three to the Islanders, six to Buffalo, five to Detroit during this losing streak. So there's been a lot of issues defensively, but here's the situational dynamics that actually have me looking at this game, Alex, as Ottawa or nothing for me. And that is the fact that they've been off since Saturday. Okay. You've got some time to really band together, go on the road, get away from the noise, get away from the negativity. And believe me, when you're playing bad in a Canadian market, getting on the road is the best thing that can happen for you. And I think that's going to help Ottawa. And quite honestly, do we trust Toronto as a minus 160 price right now with their up and down play? No. So I actually am going to go with Ottawa here, plus 140, going to go with over six and a half. I'm also going to sprinkle a little on the draw in this game. Why not? The Leafs are playing very competitive, close games. Don't like this draw as much as I liked the Tampa game uh, the other night, Tampa-Toronto going to a draw. But we can't deny three of the last five Toronto games have gone beyond regulation. Uh, that's a pretty significant sample size. That 60% the last five games have gone to overtime or shootout for Leaf games. Uh, I expect a pretty competitive game. Last year, these two teams met four times. Two of those games were one-goal games. One of them went to a shootout. So I'm going to go Ottawa, plus 140, little sp smaller uh, a bet on the draw. 
uh, which again, you can get a nice price on that and also look over six and a half here with the uh, Sens and the Leafs. And this could be another game where, look, Tampa-Toronto that, you know, it didn't work out with the Montreal game last night, but if you're going to look at a first period, both teams to score, uh, this is certainly a game where that, uh, I think, is a distinct possibility. And again, if you're going to bet the draw like I have, uh, plus 380 at FanDuel, uh, an excellent price uh, for that draw with the uh, Sens and the Leafs tonight. Uh, Alex, Battle of Ontario, what do you think? Yeah, the first thing I had circled was uh, both teams to score in the first period at plus 130. You can grab that at MGM. But I also like the draw here, too, and like seeing plus 380 at FanDuel. This could definitely be one of those uh, tight battles, once again. Like I said, Ottawa, not in the best of form, but like I said, getting guys back and, and getting away from you know, like I said, the negativity of being at home sometimes, that's a, a good thing. Playing against a rival, too, that they've played, you know, like I said, tight against uh, over the years, no matter how good or bad they've been. They've always given Toronto a bit of a battle. So definitely leaning with a draw and uh, definitely liking both teams to score first period. But staying away from a full side, it's definitely be kind of a live game. That's kind of the way you look at Toronto anyway. Just, you know, try to pick off uh, prices live and, and hope for the best. Yeah, and, and Alex absolutely crushed it with the Leaf game the other night against uh, t- uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So get, in, get on that family plan. If, if you're already a subscriber, you're already in. But if not, uh, he's going to have all his live wagers every day. Alex is in there posting live wagers uh, on the uh, family plan uh, community tab for the YouTube channel members. So make sure you get on that for sure. Uh, he's been rocking and rolling uh, with the uh, live uh, bets, no question. Um, and we'll see if uh, there's some good opportunities tonight. If it's anything like the uh, up and down frenetic uh, pace that we saw with the Lightning and Leafs, and with these two teams, that's a distinct possibility. And with the defensive shortcomings right now uh, of both teams, that could be a possibility as well. As far as props go for this game, uh, obviously I was thrilled, ecstatic to hit with uh, Matthew Nyes uh, against Tampa Bay with my bargain bin special of the night on uh, Monday uh, when the Leafs played the Lightning. And I'm going back to not – it won't be the bargain bin special tonight, but I'm going back to the well with uh, Nyes again here. As long as he remains on that top line with Matthews and Marner, this – he looked like he fit in perfectly. You know, he got to the loose pucks. He retrieved the pucks. He was always – uh, making himself available. And I like how he always says, I got to find Matthews and Marner in his post-game press conference. No, kid, you're a pretty damn good player yourself. They got to find you uh, as well. You can play. I mean, don't don't just kiss the feet of Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Give yourself some credit. You're a heck of a good young hockey player that keeps on improving. If I'm Matthew Nyes, I say, hey, I want the puck too, every, and I deserve it every bit as much as Matthews and Marner uh, playing on this line. So uh, from that standpoint, like I say, he did – he scored the kind of goal you want to see him score when you're playing with two uh, great players like that. Front of the net, find the puck, put it past uh, uh, Johansson. Uh, of, or not, yeah, it was Johansson that night for the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. So Matthew Nyes here. Now they dropped the price a little bit, but you can still get plus 330, plus 350 uh, here for a player that's on the top line uh, for the Leafs. So I absolutely like the value still uh, for him to find the uh, back of the net. You know, he didn't score the other night, but I thought he gave a big-time charge to the third line Domi, with Domi and Yarncroke, and that's Nick Robertson. Uh, I liked his game. He got an assist in the win against Tampa Bay the other night. Nick Robertson's not a bad option here. Uh, great value, I think, there. If, if he can find the back of the net, plus 525 is the price for that as far as the goal prop is concerned with uh, uh, Nick Robertson tonight. So we'll see how that ends up going. And then on the Ottawa side of the fence, you know, you look at their offense and what they've been getting lately. I would say as far as Drake Batherson is concerned, he's a streaky player uh, for the Ottawa Senators, but he's now scored two in the last three games playing with Norris and uh, Kachuk. 
Uh, you're right, Kachuk does have a great history track record against Toronto. He always plays well. Josh Norris has been phenomenal. He has a point in it all but one games, or all but one game since he's uh, been back from injury. So Josh Norris has been absolutely terrific for the uh, Ottawa Senators as well. And I think there was someone down the lineup that I was a little bit interested in as well for uh, a goal prop. I think it was a Joseph. And Joseph's back on the second line again for uh, Ottawa. And, and so, yeah, he's only got the two goals on the year or three goals on the season, but I think two of them were when uh, DJ Smith elevated up him up the lineup. So that might be a decent player prop value option as well. Matthew Joseph for Ottawa playing on their second line tonight. All right, Florida, Washington. We've got Florida minus 140 road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Um, this is one of those games where I, I, I'm probably going to get Florida with a regulation and minus one sp split. Uh, it's uh, what I'm going to start doing with some of these minus 140 favorites, especially on the road. Uh, you know, I, I did cash a ticket with Winnipeg in this same price range, you know, minus 140 road chalk last night against St. Louis. But I don't think it's something I want to do routinely is lay a buck 40 price uh, on the road. But and I, I, there's things about the Panthers that bug me at times, but I think this is a matchup they can win. They've dominated Washington. That's the biggest thing. They've won six straight head-to-head -head meetings uh, against the Washington Capitals. Last year, they played three times, 5-2 Florida, 6-3 Florida, 4-2 Florida. And keep in mind, the November victory uh, against Washington, 5-2, was, you know, that's back early in the season when Florida was pretty bad, you know, or at least average first half of last year. They didn't get going until – uh, the second half of the season. So uh, they dominated the Capitals. Uh, they've done a great job head-to-head -head against this team. I'm not so sure that is going to change here tonight as they take on the Washington Capitals. Again, they're coming off a 5-4 win uh, against uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets in overtime. I'm telling you what, they've looked absolutely spectacular as far as carrying the play. Do you know that they've outshot the opposition now in seven straight games, the Florida Panthers, where they've carried the play. They've had the better of the play. Uh, in seven straight games. Uh, and yet, oddly enough, I think their record is only four and three uh, in those seven games. So, you know, they probably have been playing a little bit better uh, than their recent four and three record would uh, lead you to believe. Meanwhile, you look at Washington. Yeah, they have won four of their last five games. Um, shootout win against Minnesota. Uh, three to one win against uh, the worst team in the NHL, San Jose. Uh, shutout by the Islanders, three nothing. That was the one loss for the Capitals in their last five games. And then they beat a Columbus team that's kind of struggling right now, two to one in their last game. So if you really look at it, you know, this is a little bit of a step up here for the uh, Capitals, but rather than take them minus 140, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Florida here with a, uh, just for a better value, better price. We'll split it between Panthers in regulation, uh, which at Pinnacle right now, you can get uh, Florida uh, in regulation at uh, minus, or sorry, plus 118. Uh, in regulation, and the minus one price for Florida uh, is at uh, plus one twenty-two uh, at Pinnacle right now. So you get plus, you basically turn a minus one forty road favorite into plus one eighteen in regulation and plus one twenty-two uh, for the minus one uh, on the uh, puck line. So uh, I definitely prefer those two looks here. Split it up between those two uh, as far as the uh, Panthers tonight uh, in this game. Uh, at, we've lost Alex for a bit, so I'll carry on with uh, player props. Uh, here with uh, Bobrovsky and uh, Kemp. By the way, Kemper is back. Kemper has been uh, missing the last uh, couple of games here against the uh, Florida uh, Panthers, uh, but he hasn't played great. I mean, he's three and four, two point nine four goals against, eight ninety nine save percentage coming into this game. He missed the uh, Columbus game, yep. Uh, and but he's back tonight 
will be a net. Bobrovsky, once again, will be a net for the uh, Florida Panthers here in this game. And plus, there's still a lot of uh, absences. There's still a banged-up bunch right now, uh, the Washington Capitals. Uh, depth forwards, Nick Dowd uh, out. Uh, it, it looks like Trevor Van Riemsdyk on the blue line out. Edmondson is on IR. Uh, and if now Evgeny Kuznetsov day-to-day as well for them. and is a game-time decision due to an illness tonight for this one as well. So um, tough sledding right now as far as um, the health of the uh, Capitals at this point in time. I do want to point out as far as props go for this uh, game tonight on the uh, Florida side of the equation, uh, you know, you still have some good value with uh, Liddell centering the uh, second line. He's fit in pretty nicely there. Uh, and uh, you look at what he's been able to do. He's gotten a point now in four of the last six games for the uh, Panthers and playing now up the lineup just a little bit to the uh, second line center spot. Probably a good uh, option there. Uh, Evan Rodriguez for the Panthers cooled off a little bit, but, you know, still getting the top line of responsibility with uh, Barkov and with uh, Sam Reinhardt. And of course, Sam Reinhardt's been, you know, among the best forwards for the uh, Florida Panthers so far all season for Washington. You know, the decision of who to bet as far as player props, if you're going to trust anybody right now, really the only three guys that are doing anything offensively at the moment for them, a little bit from Sonny Milano, which has been good from the bottom six, but really only other than him right now, the two guys that are really carrying whatever offense they have are Dylan Strom and Tom Wilson. You know, and we've talked about Dylan Strom and Tom Wilson um, uh, quite a bit and how they've been really the two guys, the only two guys that have been lighting the lamp routinely this year for the Capitals in recent games. So that's where it starts and ends for me. If I'm looking at caps props, Dylan Strome, Tom Wilson, we got Alex back. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Florida, Washington. Yeah, this is going to be a pass for me. I was looking toward Florida and regulation, but I just can't trust laying a price with them. Uh, even against a bad team like Washington, this is just, this feels like it could be a real sloppy game. Uh, definitely would look toward the over, maybe even the sprinkle in the draw potentially. These two teams just usually kind of play up and down, back and forth hockey when they face off against one another. But usually it's Florida coming out with uh, with the victory. But there's been some tight tight battles amongst that streak of wins for Florida. So it's going to be a pass for me. All right. Uh, all right. Final game now of this uh, Wednesday night slate. And this is the second game of the uh, TNT doubleheader. Of course, this game is the first, Florida and Washington. That'll be Brendan Burke and the Panger calling this game, uh, Florida-Washington game. I mean, the second game, Los Angeles-Vegas with uh, Kenny Edzo and uh, Bush. Uh, tonight doing this one it should be a great great game uh la and vegas we've got uh, vegas uh minus 130 uh, home favorites uh, and the total six here in this one so this game was my weekly write-up for oddspedia uh, i do the weekly article it's usually a wednesday night game and it's usually one of the tv games on tnt and it was this game uh kings and golden knights the total is what fascinated me about this game because when you look at it you can make a strong 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 case for both the under and the over in this game. It's just which side of the fence do you fall on? What do you value more? Do you value the LA Kings really becoming a defensive stalwart again on this great road trip that they're on? They have played outstanding defense. They've gotten their defensive game back in order because we know the LA Kings are capable of being one of the better defensive teams. They've got that great deep center ice spot with multiple players that are good defensively. Kopitar, great defensively. Dano, great defensively. Dubois above average defensively, and especially he's been better, I think, defensively here with L.A. than he was with Winnipeg. So those are three good two-way centers right there. One, two, three for the L.A. Kings. And early in the season, they were giving up goals. It wasn't pretty, you know, and they weren't playing that level of defense. But now they are. I mean, this road trip, they've been 
excellent. They've been responsible in their own end. Uh, they've won all three games on this road trip, and they have surrendered to the opposition just three goals uh, in the three games. One goal allowed to Toronto, two to Ottawa, shut out Philadelphia uh, in their last road game. So they have been extremely strong, 5-0 and now, or sorry, 6-0 and on the road for the LA Kings. They've been road warriors this year. They've played outstanding hockey on the road. Now, this is the last game. It's a weird road trip here where they have three games in the Eastern time zone, Toronto, Ottawa, Philly. And now they've been off since that Saturday game against Philadelphia. And now they're playing the final game of this road trip all the way out west here in Vegas to wrap up this road trip. So normally, and we've said this before, I have on this show for sure, uh, that the team that's on this great undefeated road trip, sometimes that final game of the road trip, that's where they get tripped up. They're looking forward to getting home. They look past the final game of that road trip. I can't see that being the case tonight for the LA Kings, though. Uh, this is a Vegas team that's the defending champs. This is a team that they want to get through to get to the Stanley Cup again, or to get to the Stanley Cup, not again, but to get to the Stanley Cup final. They want to get through Vegas. They already lost to Vegas at home uh, earlier this season, 4-3 in October. Um, I think L.A. shows up tonight. Yeah, I don't think this is, oh, we've had a great road trip. It's the final game. We want to get back home. We slough off a game on TV against Vegas. No. Uh, they're bringing it tonight, the L.A. Kings. I would be shocked if they uh, don't play a strong game. Will it be enough to win? Uh, that ends up being the uh, question. Uh, Vegas is coming off that loss to Anaheim. Tricky spot. Definitely hit a wall in the third period because that's when the game turned uh, in Anaheim's favor and they got the 4-2 win uh, over the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, Vegas had just crushed Colorado the night before, uh, 7-0. Something's got to give here. You've got 7-0-1 at T-Mobile Arena with Vegas on home ice, 7-0-1. And you've got the Kings at 6-0 and on the road. Something's got to give here. But I think L.A. is the side for me at a plus price in this game. I like the way they're playing. I like the fact that it's kind of a redemption game for them after losing 4-3 in a shootout uh, against the uh, Golden Knights. And they outshot Vegas 40-30 to in that game. So it's kind of unfortunate, kind of a bad luck game for L.A. that they lost that game. I thought they outplayed Vegas, but they lost 4-3 uh, uh, in a shootout. So I like the price here with L.A. They've been just absolutely terrific on the road, 6-0 and uh, away from uh, L.A. this season. Uh, looking to get some redemption, plus 115, plus 110 uh, is the price you can get here with the Kings uh, in this game. And this is another one, just like the Ottawa game, where I mentioned I like the Senators and a smaller sprinkle on the draw. Same thing here, L.A., smaller sprinkle uh, on the draw uh, in this game as well with the uh, L.A. Kings. You can get a pretty good price uh, with the uh, draw. Once again, go to FanDuel and you get this uh, outstanding uh, price. And we're not big. We're not being paid by FanDuel. I'm not. Nobody no. is here. This is just the price there is better uh, with the draw bets uh, at FanDuel. Think about it. Do you want to pay plus 330 at Caesars or plus 334 at Pinnacle? with the draw in this game, or do you want to get plus, three six, uh, plus 360 right now at FanDuel uh, with the draw in this game? So you know which one the uh, better option is for sure. So Kings plus 110 to plus 115, a little smaller bet on the draw, plus 360. The total is the one that's the up in the air for me. The Kings have been under machines on this road trip because the defense has been good and Cam Talbot's been awesome. Uh, in the, he has. He's been really good. I mean, let's give credit to Cam Talbot. He's in one of those zones right now where he's playing well uh, for the uh, Los Angeles Kings. And, of course, you know what you're going to get from uh, Aiden Hill, who's been great this year. He's already confirmed in that. It probably will be Talbot uh, for the Kings, even though it hasn't been confirmed yet. So it could be a goaltending battle. And both guys have terrific numbers right now. Talbot of late after the slow start. And Hill all season has been great. 
and the Kings are trending under, and the Vegas Golden Knights, when they're on their game defensively, even with the couple injuries they have, like Hague and White Cloud, they can shut you down. They both have top 10 penalty kills, uh, both of these teams. That being said, do you see the series history between these two teams? Like, it's a head-scratcher. We know they, they're good defensive teams. Kings are trending under. They're capable of having a 2-1-3-2 game, but apparently not against one another. How about 8-1-1 one, and one to the over in the last 10 meetings between the Kings and the Golden Knights? And all 10 of those games have reached at least six goals. So if you're going to bet over six in this game, and based on the series history, you're probably pushing it worst because we've seen 10 straight LA versus Vegas games, and all 10 of those games have gotten to six at the very least. So it's a, it's a, it's a really weird total to wrap your head around. For me, I've got to defer a little bit to series history over the form of the Kings. I mean, that's just when you're talking eight, one and one to the over, I mean, series history over bets are what I've done with Philly and Buffalo this year. And some of these other games where it's been just so strong, two teams meeting up against one another, as far as the total trending in one direction that I can't step in front of that. And I won't step in front of that. So do I love the over? No, but based on the series history, I'd lean that way. Uh, That's hard to ignore that eight, one and one to the over last 10 meetings and all 10, at least six goals. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Kings, Golden Knights. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at here is actually the over. I I can't take a side here with these two teams. And I think this is going to be one where they just kind of roll the puck out and uh, just, you know, let's let things decide what they may. You know, number one and number two team in the division, uh, they're definitely going to be, you know, every game that they play against each other is going to be a battle now. And the rivalry that the league wanted out of these two, I think it might actually start to come to fruition uh, with some of these games this season because they're, you know, battling neck and neck. And uh, this is definitely a live over game for sure. Five and a half and, and plus money with one and a half. I think we'll be able to get that. And I can see where, like I said, the Kings at the end of a, of a road trip, maybe they get a little comfortable early. Vegas jumps on them. And even though Vegas has been, uh, like I said, team five straight first period unders, I think we see that tie turn. I think we see goals here. So I'll, I'll be looking for the first uh, period and full game over at five and a half. First period full at one and a half plus money. I'll be looking for both of those live. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're talking me into the over, honestly, Alex. And then there's because there's another thing I was thinking about while you were talking there about it. As great as LA's been defensively here, you do have a Vegas team that didn't get things rolling offensively much against Anaheim. Uh, and a Vegas team that actually at home has been able to score goals this year. They did put up seven, you know, against Colorado, their last home game here. Uh, and then you factor in that the Kings. Road trip in the East. They had to travel all the way to the East, have those three games in the East. Now you're flying, you know, back to the Pacific time zone here, playing Vegas. And sometimes all that travel, it adds up in a spot like this. And that's where the sluggish defensive play creeps in, the turnovers, the brain farts, you know, the mental blunders. Because, you you know, that's not just a physical thing, all this air miles that LA's had, but it's the mental thing as well. Uh, And you're right. It's just something about these two teams where we've actually seen them – generate great, great chances and generate goals head to head repeatedly against one another. Um, You know, and it's most of the time it's been McClellan for LA, same coach. And even though earlier on in this eight, one and one to the overrun, we saw coaches like DeBoer for Vegas. Maybe there were even some Gerard Gallant Vegas teams uh, in that mix with the eight, one and one to the over. But even the recent ones here, since uh, Bruce Cassidy has been there uh, the last couple of years, they've still gone over the total. So Uh, It's strong series histories, but at the same time, I mean, the LA Kings have just, you know, been impeccable with unders and defensive play on this road trip. So that's what makes it a great, 
great, fascinating debate as far as the total in this game. Uh, no question about that. Uh, as far as props go uh, for this game, um, there's a couple that stand out to me. Now, we did mention for a few games there for Vegas, Paul Cotter, because he was up the lineup, but he looks like he's been dropped down again. Will Carrier is the one now on that second line where Cotter used to be. William Carrier with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone on the, on the second line. So I do see some value there as far as props go. And I'll throw one out for the uh, blue line for Vegas. And I wrote this in the article that I did on this game uh, for Oddspedia. Shea Theodore, seven of the last nine games, he's had a point uh, for this team. So uh, that is something to keep in mind. Now, not too many goals, only three, but nine assists. You know, it's kind of taken a shot that he does score a goal. Uh, he's been more of an assists player for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, but certainly betting him to get a point tonight uh, is definitely well worth a look, in my opinion. It's about uh, minus 110 for the point prop. If you want to take the shot that he can find the back of the net, he does shoot the puck quite a bit, plus 500, plays on the power play, but the assist prop is plus 125 uh, for Shea Theodore tonight, and he's been racking up the apples uh, this season from the blue line for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, so I thought that was good. And for L.A., I'm not going to overthink it. It's pretty much the same players I have mentioned. Now, again, Kempe, Kopitar, they are capable of scoring. Fiala, Dubois. Uh, but I'm going to target Byfield on the top line. He's definitely playing better and better and better, getting more comfortable with Kopitar and Kempe. Trevor Moore, it goes without saying, his props every night worth a look if you're going to look at L.A. players. Uh, and I would throw out one more, too, as far as uh, player props. He's moved up to the second line. He did score. I believe, against the Leafs on this road trip, and he scored against Philadelphia the other night. So two goals and three points in the last three games, all of which since he's been moved up to the second line for L.A., and that's Arthur Kaliev. Arthur Kaliev is someone that's got some underrated skill. He's got a great shot, great release. Nobody, you know, would think of that because, you know, he's played down the lineup so far, but you can get plus 360 on him uh, to find the uh, back of the net. Arthur Kaliev tonight for the uh, L.A. Kings no question. Uh, starting to heat up, getting the opportunity to play on the second line with Dano and Moore, and he's taking advantage of that opportunity right now uh, for the LA Kings. All right, great stuff. That is the Wednesday card, a short card with just three games. Shout out to everyone in the chat. 166 live viewers. Hit the like button. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, so shout out to everyone in the uh, chat uh, right now. Um, and again, Ice Guys Family Plan. It's $9.99 U.S. per month. Tomorrow's the big night where we yep. have our first exclusive Ice Guys Family Plan YouTube members only uh, live betcast starting at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, tomorrow night. It's a huge set, uh, Thursday night slate. You know, there's a lot, and we'll be on for the early games. So at least until the end of, you know, probably uh, Nashville, Winnipeg, which would be around 1030 Eastern. That's probably when we'll wrap it up. So we'll be on for about three, three and a half hours uh, tomorrow. It won't be the full all night bet cast like for the late games, like it would be for the full monthly one, but we'll be on for the early game. There's some good early games. We've got Vancouver, Ottawa should be interesting. Uh, Wild and the Rangers. Uh, Alex's Blackhawks are in action uh, tomorrow night down in Tampa Bay. Won't be an easy assignment, but they are playing uh, tomorrow night down in Tampa against the light Islanders. Bruins, interesting matchup. Uh, Stars and Jackets, Arizona, St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg, rounding out the early slate uh, tomorrow night. So uh, fascinating games as well. Uh, Seattle, Colorado is nine. We won't stay on for all, that game, but it's uh, they've already played each other once. That's a good game, but they've already played each other once. But we'll be on for the early games tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night. Make sure you join us for our first family plan members only uh, bet cast. Uh, we do have, I believe, Brett McLean on the radar to join us on the show tomorrow. 
uh, on at 2 p.m. Eastern. Good to see him again on the show joining us. It's been a while, and we might. He's been trying to get on the show with us for a while, and he might be with us on Bean Town Friday with Jimmy and I and Alex. Is that's Danny DeKaiser? He's been, uh, he's been interested for a while getting on this show. Uh, right. Recently retired Detroit Red Wings defenseman for many years. Still loves Detroit sports, cheering on his line. I know he's happy about his Detroit Lions right now uh, and the way they're playing. I don't know if Alex shares that same enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, when it's a division rival, but Detroit's playing well. And uh, Danny DeKaiser might be able to join. Uh, he has a work, uh, another job now uh, since he's retired, but he's going to attempt to join us on Friday uh, on the uh, show. So. Uh, all that coming up, and again, the BetCast tomorrow night for Family Plan members. Make sure uh, you uh, check that out. Yeah, and also check also check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash guys. I hope to have uh, an article up on the week, kind of do a revision of talking about looking at regulation draws, and I'll have some uh, different charts that are kind of be added in there as well. Uh, I'm also going to have my goalie charts updated as well. Uh, Ian, I know you posted your uh, uh, rankings as well, right? That's coming up. Yep, today. Coming up. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. That's going to be on Patreon. And again, the way I'm going to do it is we'll put, put the top five teams uh, on the uh, community tab as well. And then the full list will be on uh, Patreon because I'm telling you what, the text formatting, it's a, it's, that's the one thing you, hey, YouTube, let's get, let's get some proper text editors there yeah, that'd be nice. in the yeah. fucking community tab. I mean, it's nice. You can make people pull. And I know it's not supposed to be writing a novel or writing an essay uh, on the community tab, but man, it is difficult. I've always got it. When I post the, props and the and the betting card i've got to re- go in and align things and because just automatically when you're copying and pasting it creates these spaces uh, in between each uh, yeah. bet and i'm like i oh, these wide space i got to go in there and take away all the spaces you know each and every time so yeah they got to get a little better text editor there got to send that as a recommendation to the, uh, the folks at youtube but uh anyway we work around it all right bargain bin special tonight alex is passing uh, on the bargain bin special of the night tonight. But I do have one, and it's going to be that last game we talked about, uh, the L.A. Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights. It's not as great as a, a selection tonight, of course, for bargain bin pl- uh, bets, only three games. But I'm going to go back to uh, L.A. and Arthur Kaliev here uh, at plus 360 at BetMGM and DraftKings, among other books, uh, to find the back of the net. Look, we've got the odds in our favor, percentages in our favor. He's been moved up to the second line the last few games, and he scored two goals in the last three games uh, for the Los Angeles Kings against the Leafs and against the Flyers the other night. So uh, great value, uh, moving on the second line. He's got a great release, and that's the kind of release that can beat a goalie that's playing well, like Aiden Hill. You know, uh, just a shot that no goalie is going to be able to stop. He's got that kind of release, and he's uh, starting to show it now with goals in two of the last three games for the Los Angeles Kings. So Arthur Kaliev, plus 360. Uh, that is going to be my bargain bin uh, special uh, of the night. All right, it is time for best bets. Alex, uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, like I said, sm- small card. I'm not really crazy about anything uh, on the docket tonight, but I am going to go for my best bet for short purposes. I'm going to go Ottawa-Toronto draw plus 380. This just feels like a you know classic kind of don't overthink it. Ottawa comes out, you know, play spirited early. Toronto finds a way to get back in the game late, and then all of a sudden, here we are at overtime or a shootout. So, just going to keep it simple. Go Ottawa, Toronto, draw plus 380. That's my best bet. All right. Ottawa, Toronto, draw plus 380 for Alex with his best bet. I used the draw with the Leaf game the other night as best bet. So let's let's hope we can get two in a row uh, with these uh, Leaf games uh, going uh, past a uh, regulation. All right. My best bet for this uh, Wednesday card, I'm going to go to Los Angeles. Plus 110 or plus 115 is actually still out there at a couple books. Um, I like it. They're undefeated on the road. 
They've played an awesome hockey. Uh, Vegas has shown some vulnerability. They lost to Anaheim. You know, the Chicago went in there and beat them for their one home loss this year. Uh, Blackhawks beat them in overtime. So, And the Kings, I thought, even though they lost to the Vegas Golden Knights last month, 4-3 uh, in overtime, I thought the Kings, you know, outplayed the Golden Knights a little bit, deserved a little bit of a better fate. Um, and, and look, Sometimes when it's a successful long road trip and it's that final game, you worry about that spot. But we just saw the New York Rangers sweep the road trip. We were worried about New York, that final game of their road trip when it was um, uh, Winnipeg they played. And we were worried they might drop that final game and they won it. So I think the Kings want to have a sweep in this road trip. And they certainly want to beat this foe who they want to measure themselves up against as far as the Western Conference pecking order is concerned. So uh, LA Kings for me here, plus 115. Uh, that is going to be my best bet here for this Wednesday uh, NHL card. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. Uh, a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast. It's in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we will see you tomorrow. It is a double dose of the Ice Guys for many of you tomorrow uh, with the Daily Show at 2 p.m. Eastern, and then the first Ice Guys Family Plan YouTube channel members exclusive BetCast coming your way tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern. We look forward to a big Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow for all of it right here on the Ice Guys. 